This is the Ridge Hunter Outdoors podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? We're here at the Iowa Deer Classic. It's Sunday, so we've been here. We're almost out of here, actually. Been a really good show, I think. It's been interesting, to say the least, from where we started to where we finished. Yeah. Uh, Everybody up here, as far as the show goes, has been super accommodating and been working with us. So, especially for anybody listening that would be interested in, like, having a booth up here or anything and actually working with the show, completely recommend these guys. I think they do as good a job as anybody. They've been doing it for a long time, so they know what works and what doesn't. But they really helped us out. We got in here late. I drugged my feet getting into this place, which I talked about on a couple of the other podcasts. Like, we ended up, we were on the upper level, which was good enough of them anyway to accommodate us that way and put some booths upstairs because they were out of room on the bottom floors. But then we ended up moving downstairs yesterday, uh, and it's just been really good. I think it's been okay up there as well, but there's just been people through all day for three days in a row. Mm-hmm. It's been really good. Uh, we were up close to the antler booth, so we did get to walk through that again. That's still one of my favorite parts of being up here, I think, just seeing everything that's up there. And we were talking, Nate, uh, that one wall, the Hall of Fame wall, the 170s on there look like small deer. Yeah, they mm-hmm. do. I mean, it's uh, it's wild how many just monsters, you know, that, mm-hmm. that have been killed up here. Yeah, when the 200-inch deer looks like a 170, because yep. of all the two twenties that are around it, yeah. yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, yep. And like we even had one guy stop and talk. He's like, "Yeah, I didn't bring mine this year. You know, he he's got a. I think he said it was about a two fifteen that he normally brings up here. You know, yeah. And he said I just didn't this year. Uh, you wonder how many of those, you know, right, are in people's houses that they, that they don't even bring because they don't want to get them out. Exactly. Yep. Just don't want to bring them up. But and there's a lot of other things down on the floor. All of a lot of the big names from the industry are around, so yeah, and a lot of people run good prices around here on stuff, show yep. prices and all that. I mean, if if you've never been to this show, I'd definitely recommend it if you're within a reasonable driving distance. Yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of deals to be had, stuff to see. I went uh, up to the new products. I went up to the antlers this morning, and see, I was paying attention to the leaderboards. Obviously, they have different categories, and. Without fail, every leaderboard for this this year was 200, 200, 200. And they, they had three three mounts in each leaderboard, so the top three that came in this year, mm-hmm. and it's 200, 200, 200, everything, almost yeah. everything. Even the youth deer had, was yeah. really, impressive, really impressive. Can you imagine? No. I'm 57 years old, and I'd like to kill something like that, let alone – I'm not sure what youth cat. Probably 13, maybe. I don't probably, know. Probably, I don't know. A 16. Maybe 16. It, yeah. it doesn't matter. That's what it used to be in Illinois, <laughs> but then they changed it to 18, 18. recently. Yep. So I don't know if it's 18 and under or 16 under. I don't know. Yeah. But we've got to talk to a lot of people, not only some some people who we may be working with in the future, but also just people here walking through. So if you guys have been walking through, you can check out the booth and this is your first time listening. Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully you guys stick around. This is not normally what we're going to do. I mean, we do do this sometimes. We'll just sit around and kind of talk. A lot of what we'll talk about is hunting strategies. We talk a lot about food plot stuff, property management, all that kind of stuff. And then, especially during the season, we'll talk more about deer behavior stuff and and how we hunt them. And then we'll get on here and just tell stories about hunting too. So Mm -hmm. we try to keep it somewhat informative, somewhat entertaining. 
which is partially what Jeff's for. Information or entertainment? Yeah, yeah. information, clearly. Partly. Yeah, partly. <laughs> you guys went up to the seminar with Raised Hunting? Yes. Was it uh, Dan and Easton? Uh, Dan was doing the seminar. Okay. Boy Easton was running the shop down there, or okay. the booth. But yeah. How was that? It was good. I thought it was very informative. Uh, yeah, he, he kind of, a- I kind of mentioned this on a podcast back before about uh, the scents that we use need to be tarsals or glandular scents instead of urine scents. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what episode that was, but you know that's something that you started doing there at home was using tarsal glands to make the scents, and it worked out really well. Well, lo and behold. Uh, David with raised hunting has started using sense tars or not tarsal sense but glandular sense also and just talking to him even after the seminar he seems to think that that's the way that the, the industry is going to go mm-hmm. and so it may take a while but he thinks that's the new way to go with it and so it's just getting the word out and getting people to try yeah. it and see what the results is yeah, like our stuff is natural stuff, and I'm sure theirs is the same way. Yeah. It's not something that you can – I mean, I'm sure they're going to start doing it, but like all the urine stuff, a lot of that stuff's just made up in a lab somewhere, mm-hmm. or a lot of a lot of the components of it anyway. It's right. not all just natural stuff. And, and there's not as much communication that goes on with that as people think there are, as far as the urine goes. Right, as far it's as It's a lot more goes. glandular. Yeah. And, he, you know, he uh, – he had some good ideas on, you know, how to get the deer coming to your stand, you know, putting up, uh, making your own rub trees and using the glandular blends, you know, on the rub trees and stuff. And it was a real interesting seminar. I thought I, I'm going to try some of his tactics that, you know, I learned. Uh, he was moving Saturday. deer to where he wanted them uh, with rub. I don't want to say fake rub trees. He was. Mock uh, rubs. Mock rubs. Rub he was actually sticking uh, white pine. White pine. White pine poles in the ground, concreting them in, and then putting the scent on there. And, and, and so the deer would move where he wanted them to within reason. He said, obviously, he create some sort of a travel pattern. Yeah, right. You can't pull a deer that's not there, but a deer that is, say, 80 yards away and you want to pull him within 30 yards, you can do that, you know, with the scent that he was using. And and he said he didn't use to concrete them in, but they just bowled them over. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so that's that was, I don't know. I mean, it's it works for him. Um, I've been around the industry for a long time, and sometimes you got to say no. You know, you got to call BS on a few things. But I don't, I don't, I didn't feel like I needed to do that in in the 30 minutes that we were there. Did you, Jeff? No, no. I thought it was real, real good, and well presented, and he made his case. And like I said he just watching it and the videos that he had to to prove it. He wasn't just up there talking. He actually had videos to to show it. And uh, yeah, I, I'm willing to try it. Actually, I got a property that I'm going to try it on this summer. Yeah, and you talked to him a little bit. Hopefully, we'll be able to get one of them on the podcast at some point and talk right. more about what they do and their brand and all that and then maybe what you're talking about here like what he did up there for the seminar yeah. uh, it'd be interesting to have him on to talk to it talk about it you know yeah. more Easton's supposed to stop by here after a while and talk to us so yeah. yeah I was hoping maybe we'd get somebody on while we we're up here but you hate to drag someone away from their booth or, or take their time like that right when they're because they're here to talk to people too yeah just like we are so 
I think it's been overall pretty good. Like I said, we're in the not the main hall. I forget what it's even called, like the AB hall or something like that. The North Hall. Is this I think the, it's North, the hall? North Hall? Okay. So, but there's all kinds of good stuff even in here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a a little bit different. It's not quite as big and open as the other hall is. There's obviously not as much room in here, but there's still a lot of a lot of people filtering through. A lot of good booths in here. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of interesting stuff. There's some decent food around from some of the vendors. Yeah. yeah. So, and met a lot of nice people, good people too. Yep, for sure. Uh, just like Rafe Albers that builds them vision blinds, you know, and stands. Uh, him and his wife, real good people, or at least they seem to be. You know, real nice and easy to talk to and friendly. So, uh, it's it's been a pretty good experience for me. And, I just like one of my favorite parts was just after the crowd leaves or before the crowd gets here, just walk around and talk to the vendors, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, see what they're selling and what their ideas and stuff is, and just how they're how they've been doing, you know, and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah just like I went down to Cat Daddy's and boy, them people's a hoot down there. Right? Yeah. Probably go back down there again before we leave and talk to them a little bit more. Think she'll remember it? I doubt it, <laughs> but. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No. It was Saturday night. <laughs> yes, it was. She was having a good time. Yeah. We all was, so. <laughs> yeah, and then we got to talk to some more people, like I said yesterday, make some connections with some guys that hopefully we'll be able to have on a podcast like Austin with the Tactical Approach Outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'll have, have him on at some point. And then the guys from Not Your Mother's Outdoor Channel, they're a new group. Uh, they kind of just started out. So I wouldn't mind to have them on, help them out a little bit, talk to them about what they what they're doing, um, kind of what their vision is for their brand and all that. And then, you know, we got a couple other guys that we're hopefully going to work with in the future and have them on the podcast too. So that'll be good. We always like to have some new guests on, and like I've been telling everybody here, <clears throat> hopefully I'm going to start scheduling some guys out here in the next week or two when we get our good board back, and then we'll have guests for. Uh, I've got a pretty good list right now, so we should be able to fill up several episodes with some guests on, which would be nice. Just if you do talk to David and Easton, tell them that Williams sent them to you. <laughs> Somebody put the wrong name on my name nope. card. Nope. No, that's that's so, your legal name. Not the name I go by. I could have put Cy on there. You could have put a lot of things. You're you could have right. put my name Jeff and then <laughs> I, that's made what things put, a lot easier. That's what I'll put next. I'll put my name Jeff. My name Jeff. That's, wait, I need my other board. Yeah. <laughs> my name is Jeff. So. <laughs> Anyhow. When they come looking for William, we'll know. Yeah. That's right. Well, who? Yeah. Everybody hollers, hey, William, and I just keep walking. I don't know they're talking to me. And I have to look down and look like, oh, okay. I don't know any William. <laughs> yeah. We're like a Indian and put it on top before. <laughs> yeah. so. well, it's been there's it's David been a good there again. David, hey buddy, how's it going? Yeah, yeah. you want on? <laughs> good deal. Go make money. Gotta yep. go make money. <laughs> there right. you go. You too, yeah. David. See you soon. Yeah. So he's been doing seminars all weekend. I know they've had some <clears throat> some bigger guys doing some. Like him and some other guys doing some seminars. Uh, Nick Munt from Bone Collector was here doing a couple. I think those would have been fun just to go listen to, probably enjoyable. Uh, Tom Nelson was up here doing a couple seminars as well. 
actually yesterday, I think Bill Winky was up at one of the booths. Roger Raglan is here today at mm-hmm. one of the booths. There have been some other guys filtering in and out kind of with the companies they work with. So that's another thing. You get up here, your favorite outdoor show or whatever, you never knew who might be at a booth. Uh, the Midwest Whitetail guys are here again. Me and Nate got to talk to one of their interns this year. Uh, he'd, what did he say? He'd been in Iowa for five days. Yep. Yep. Uh, Mississippi, Louisiana. Where was he? he was Louisiana. From, yeah, he was from way south. Yeah, he said it was cold up here. Yeah. And this is warm weather to these guys. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I see a lot of people running around in shorts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it is 45 degrees or so. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It, there's a lot of people up here that you're going to recognize and might like to see and talk to and most of them like you said are friendly i mean you can go oh yeah that's why they're here you yeah. go right up to them talk to them about whatever and they're going to be willing to chat with you for a little bit yeah we went into several booths and talked to guys for 15 20 minutes just hunting stuff industry stuff whatever so what do you guys think it's been a good weekend yep mm-hmm. now this is a good wrap up to it i think we're going to get out of here in about two and a half hours so close up at four here Sunday, but good thing is we're going home with less than we came here. With. Yeah, that's right. I think hopefully a lot of guys that if you're listening to this and you're thinking about trying that Grandpa Ray stuff, I can't recommend it enough. I know we've talked to a lot of people about it, and the reason we started working with them was not just because they threw money at us. We do some management work as well, and we've planted their seed all over the Midwest, out to parts of the West in Kansas to the south as far as Tennessee, northern Illinois, and it's just grown everywhere we've planted it. Mm-hmm. As long as we've had adequate moisture, which was an issue last year, but there's even places last year, as long as we had a little bit of moisture, it did really well. So that's why we started, <clears throat> excuse me, that's why I started working with them. I wanted to start working with them was because I knew how good their quality of their seed was. So it just, it worked out as a, a good partnership for both of us. Yeah, you can, look, you can look on the back of that bag and see that it's, the percentage of seed versus in, inert material, I think mm-hmm. it's called on most of the other stuff, yep. is is higher than most most of it you're going to find. Yeah, and that's where one guy was talking about the price of the seed per bag, and when you, but which is more than like what you're going to find on a Walmart shelf. Right. But when you start looking at actual seed that you're getting out of it, then you're talking it's actually a little bit cheaper per percentage of seed that you're getting versus the inert matter and all that. So, and you know what you're getting your money into I mean, it's good quality stuff so your, your germination rates generally going to be higher on his stuff and you're gonna get more bang for your buck anyway which again is why why i started using them in the first place because i was looking for somebody who had mixes that didn't have a lot of filler or like buzzword seed in them like there's a lot of seed blends out there that just have wasted space they'll put like sugar beets is a good example if you see that, it's really like a marketing word. You have to have so many seeds, so much seed of sugar beets per acre that you can't fit into a bag with another blend. So they just throw it in there, run the price up because it says sugar beets on it, and you're really only getting one plant for every four or five feet. That's actually a sugar beet. The deer love it, but unless you're just planting straight, those straight, I mean, you're kind of wasting your money on the blend that it is. Right. And there's a lot of other blends where... They may have two or three things in it that need to be planted a month, month and a half before the other stuff that's in it. So all the planting times aren't the same. So that's that's another thing that I was looking for in Grandpa Ray's is, is he knows his stuff. So he knows that 
the blends he puts together, everything in that blend needs to be planted around the same time. Right. You're listening to be the something that It's not going to be something that we got some guys here. Yeah, sorry, I thought I got away from the mic, but I did. <laughs> That's fine. That's part of being at the show. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Oh, but it's going to be stuff that is all going to grow well together. It's going to work well together. It's going to have some nutrition, a lot of nutritional value as well as attractiveness value. So that's why we started working with him. And like I said, anybody that's been thinking about it or that we've talked to about it, try it. Buy one bag of it, try it out. And I promise you'll you'll be happy and satisfied with the results from it. And the same way with racks, you know, we were able to help out. I have to look up the name of it. I got it in my book over here. A foundation that helps some wounded veterans do some hunts and stuff. We were able to help them out with some racks mineral. So I thought that was good. And that's another thing, like the racks guys, veteran-owned, just guys we wanted to start working with, and he makes a really good product as well. So I think it's yes. good that we can help these guys get their name out as well too. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people had heard of had heard of Grandpa Ray's even. You know, we talked to several people who just recognized the name. And then we, you know, we've been giving away a lot of Rodney's cards too, and people coming by and checking that out. Whether it be for, hopefully they'll check out his RG Outdoors. Maybe they'll order some stuff from him there, or or even. Maybe some of them are looking for land in Illinois. Yep. You know, he'd be a guy to go to. Yep. Get Rodney's so. name, MFL, out there. Yep. Now, uh, I know a lot of those cards, our cards, his cards, some of the pamphlets, will never see the light of day again because a bunch of Amish people took them yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> but They buy land, too, you know. Yeah. But several of Yeah, but I don't know. That, well, they could call them, I guess. They wouldn't find them on the Internet. No. Uh, very, very low likelihood of that. Yeah. But a lot of people that... We're not Amish, took his card too. So that was good. Good yeah. to see all of our partners getting their name out there a little bit. Yep. So I think it's good. And of course, getting our name out here a little bit too. So that's what it's all about up here. So definitely. Definitely. Still good traffic on a Sunday afternoon. Yes, it yep. is. It's been good all weekend. Yes. Good all weekend. So again, a big thanks to John and everybody up here that works at the Deer Classic for helping us out, being so accommodating. They're great people to work with. We've really enjoyed the show. We're going to be back next year as far as I'm concerned. And just glad to have the opportunity to come up here and do this and meet all these people and make some connections and and get our name out there a little bit. So anybody else got anything else to add before we shut it down for the week? I know it's going to be a shorter episode this week, but we got to talk to some more people. So anybody else? All right. I'm good. All right. We'll call it a week then. Thanks, guys, for tuning in this Monday. We'll have another one coming out. There'll be a full draw Friday this Friday, and then we'll have another full episode next Monday. And hopefully soon we'll get our new board back. Like I said, we'll start being uh, able to schedule out some guests. We'll have some interesting guys on there for you. We're going to have some returning guys, some new guys, some guys we've met up here, some guys I met down at the Deer and Beer Fest last year. So it'll be good. But thanks, guys, for listening. Tune in next week, and we'll catch you then.